Hello, and welcome to uh, Robin and Emma's Cut, where we talk about movies. We watched a movie yesterday that Emma pitched, because the idea of our podcast is this, as follows. We are a couple that loves movies, and we want to watch so many movies that we have to take it in turns to choose a movie. Uh, so one day Emma chooses a movie, and one day I choose a movie. And now we decided to start a podcast about it because we don't usually take the time to talk about it very much. Uh, so with this podcast, we want to also have the time to maybe reflect and talk about the movie a little bit afterwards. So that's just as good for us as it is for you as listeners. This time, the first half of the podcast is Emma's pitch. The second half of the podcast is my pitch. So Emma, do your pitch for this movie that we watched. Okay. So my pitch was that I found on the internet, well, I was just looking up some movies mm-hmm. and I bumped into this film and it sounded quite ridiculous. You started shaking your head immediately when I started explaining Well, it I thought you. you were going to recommend P.S. I Love You or something and I was like, no. Yeah, way. so my pitch was that it's this romantic drama film where a, a girl is heartbroken because her boyfriend has died and the boyfriend returns as a ghost. Mm-hmm. But the twist is that the ghost is actually Alan Rickman. Which... That's the twist? <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. Well, that was the twi- twist of my pitch, right? Okay. When I was yeah. t- pitching it to you. Until That's then, not the you... twist in the movie. <laughs> well, un... <laughs> no. But until then, you thought it was P.S. I love you or something. Yeah. But then I said, but it's Alan Rickman. But that, yeah. that was also the reason why I thought, like, what? Alan Rickman is a ghost boyfriend? I yeah. have to see this. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a film called Truly Madly Deeply from 1990, directed by Anthony Minghella. Yeah, the... I, I did not know, to, know that. When, but when I saw the poster, it looked like it was going to be a kind of a silly comedy. Yeah, the like, poster is quite the terrible. Co- the poster is quite terrible. <laughs> it has the woman screaming on it and then Alan Rickman laughing behind her like he's pranking her or something, <laughs> yeah. being a ghost. Uh, Looks like a B, B yeah. uh, type of film poster. <laughs> or something yeah. like that. But that's what I also kind of thought like, oh, this is just going to be ridiculous, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. And then the movie started and I saw Anthony Mangella directed this and I was like, oh, okay. So this is not a comedy very much by any means and Tim Mingella is the director of The Talented Mr. Ripley and The English Patient and Cold Mountain uh, and this is more in line with that type of movie for yeah, sure. I personally have not seen any of those films though. Yeah. so I don't I do not really know this director I just found yeah. this film randomly. I really like Talented Mr. Ripley but I'm not a fan of Cold Mountain or The English Patient The English Patient is like sort of the the joke of like oh that's the typical oscar Beatty movie because it won an oscar for best movie or something and it's boring as shit oh okay yeah <laughs> it's not a good movie but the talented mr ripley is one that you yeah it's good like. okay yeah that's good maybe i'll have to watch it at some point then. it's about matt damon uh falling in love with jude law and then killing him and then taking over his identity <laughs> whoa okay yeah. that's intense yeah um but anyway then we watched my pitch mm-hmm. uh, what did you think about it um well i did not really know what to expect 
and it that turned me off a little bit especially because in the beginning it seemed so it was a, a weird one i would say because it, it's it feels very wholesome and it's uh, or like very down to earth in a way but all the characters feel a bit fake or something it feels all very happy like yeah nice little 90s little movie but in a very uh, somehow insincere way it seemed to me it didn't feel very real or well the main character doesn't yeah. seem too worried about her being able to see ghosts the ghosts yeah but she's uh, really terrible she is terribly grieving very heavy yeah, yeah but we see her cry a couple of times mainly at therapist's place right yeah when she's talking to the therapist but other times she's kind of explosingly happy. I yeah. feel like that maybe made it made it a bit confusing because at the same time her character tried to make the film feel like woohoo yay because yeah, she's, she's dancing and life. jumping yeah. like crazy. She's like she's loving it. She's smiling to everybody. But then whenever somebody gets close, and it's also like everybody's kind of in love with her. Which I did not really get. Oh guess. yeah, all these <laughs> men all like these just men so beautiful. Or like our friends and whatever and. Uh, every time someone comes close, she's like, no, 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 no. Like that. She don't yeah. want to. But she seems happy. And then other times she's like crying her eyes out. Which is, I guess, a little realistic to grief. But it just came across as a, a little, I don't know. It came across a little weird to me. I didn't I didn't fully know where this movie was going or what it was doing. I only knew that Alan Rickman was going to show up as a ghost. So I was hoping it was going to be funny. Uh, and then it isn't. It isn't at all. It gets more when, serious. Yeah, I feel when like Alan that. Rickman shows up for the first time, that's a very serious scene. It's very dramatic. I have to say, after he appeared, yeah, I feel like the film got better. Then it though. gets a bit more interesting. <laughs> yes, and I think also the final twist of the film, or kind of the final emotional beat of the movie, does work. Yeah, quite well. I think the confuse the thing with the film was that the beginning part it didn't really know what emotion to try and get out of you yeah it was very confusing and then suddenly it turns very serious yeah. and that part i did enjoy the film when it stayed serious yeah you know the main character also becomes more serious and more kind of grounded instead of being up and down jumpy mm-hmm. kind of way that makes it kind of made it in the beginning feel yeah. kind of like oh is this a happy comedy kind of thing i'm a bit confused yeah no it's really more of a drama yeah but there are there are just some weird beats to it like the that scene where the sister asks for the cello and she loses her shit and i was like damn that's <laughs> not how you anyone would react i don't think like even if that was your dead husband's cello and she asked so nicely. And said, like, she said, like, oh, please tell me if it's a bad idea. I was just asking baby because my son wants to play cello. Like, yeah, yeah. And she's like, I can't believe you asked me that. And she gets so mad. Very dramatic. Very dramatic. I yeah. was like, Jesus Christ, woman. It's your sister also. Come on. It would still stay in the family. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it would be used. You don't even play the cello. Whatever. But uh, no, I like the, the part with the ghosts more. <laughs> I like all the ghosts. Alan Alan Rickman is a very um, he's always good. Grumpy, or um, what would be the word? He's very kind of bossing around. Yeah, and um, that's also a thing. Like he comes back and she's really happy, but he he's kind of an asshole. Yeah, immediately he, he, he's like telling her things like, 
why are you doing this like this yeah. and this house is such a mess and he's like you you know it's very opposite i like yeah. that that it's very opposite of what you would imagine right that yeah. like oh the boyfriend returns yeah. how amazing so romantic no it isn't really because he's yeah they have a few romantic moments in the beginning and she she spends some a lot of time with him at first but as a viewer you're also like hmm, this guy i don't know he's kind of a nihilist (laughs) he's Uh, kind of an asshole yeah Yeah. but in a good way i love alan rickman i love seeing him he has a very weird mustache in this film but it's very it doesn't look good on him very big mustache like whole face almost but he uh he becomes kind of selfish kind of he kind of takes over her life in a bad way brings all these ghost friends to the house we don't uh, want to spoil too much no though. but uh well that's very quickly into the movie and it, and they and it starts to have all these scenes with uh these ghosts just watching movies in the house and all that it just becomes a full house full of ghosts and that that, that was the part i liked the most i would say then that it was getting interesting i was not so interested in the other part of the woman that she was going about her life doing stuff teaching Spanish to people and all that. The part of her life was not that interesting or it wasn't made to be as interesting as uh, the The ghost uh, side of the film. No. So, yeah. But, you know, it was a random find of a film. (laughs) I really thought that we should watch it because just because of Alan Rickman was on it, I kind of thought like, okay, we have to see this because it sounds ridiculous. I'm I'm glad I watched it. Uh, It was interesting. And I think the ending is good. I think the ending realization is good. Yeah, yeah. It has it a works. It working ending. It's like, it's not a bad film. I didn't find myself no. really bored or anything at well, any point. It was no. more a bit confused. Yeah, you. I didn't know what I was getting into. And the film kind of kept losing me at some points and it just felt a bit weird like some parts of it felt like is this a dream <laughs> oh yeah you <laughs> said at yeah. one point yeah like there's this really weird moment in a restaurant where somebody has a fight with somebody and then some guy just jumps up and he's like oh i'm here with a book a, a, a cup of coffee and he just does a magic trick and you're like what the hell is going on here don't spoil too much though. i'm not Come on. You're telling the whole film now, all the good scenes, and nobody's gonna know where I'm watching. <laughs> well, I don't know if you should, to be honest. But, uh, yeah, no, I, yeah, okay. It's a solid three, three and a half star film for I'd me. I'd say three. Yeah, it, it, was, a, it was a movie. <laughs> yeah, it <laughs> it's was a, a movie. movie. It was actually a TV movie, it was not a real movie. Oh, yeah, okay. It, and it was Anthony Mangella's first film. So, yeah, I think it just came out on TV, not on a, a cinema, in a cinema or anything like that. Oh, right. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. Well, I guess if you like Alan Rickman, yeah, you could watch it. It's quite interesting film to see. It's an interesting character yeah. uh, for that he's playing. Yeah. Um, and if you like Anthony Minjala, maybe it's interesting watch also. Yeah. Since it's his first film. Yeah. Um, I would say more if like more if you like the English patient than talent Miss Ripley, then you should watch this movie. Yeah, and also kind of like if you want to watch something light, I guess. Yeah. Drama. This is very. Yeah. Well, it's about grief. It, so if if anybody close to you has died recently, maybe don't watch this necessarily, or maybe you. Or do. maybe I, you should. I don't know. Then yeah, yeah. <laughs> maybe that's exactly when you should watch it. Uh, yeah, maybe. Yeah, I don't have anything more to say about it. Shall we take a break? 
and watch my pitch. Okay, then we're gonna watch another movie and we'll come back to you. All right. See you on the flippity flip. Recording? Yes. And we're back. And we watched a movie. Another movie. What was it called again? This was your pitch. My pitch was Soul Survivor from 1984, I believe. Let me just double check that. And my pitch was as follows. I I think, I don't know how I found this movie. I just found it on uh, Letterboxd somehow. What? Soul Survivor? I can't find anything like that. S-O-L-E. As in Lone Survivor. Soul Survivor. Soul. S-O-L-E. Oh, Soul. Yeah. I thought like Soul. And yeah, this is a movie I found on Letterboxd. And it's it's apparently quite... Uh, what is it called? It's it's quite a rare one. It's very underseen little little horror film. But it's it apparently inspired Final Fe- Final Destination and uh, it follows. Mostly you can see the influences in that. Because it's about uh, a woman who is the lone survivor of a plane crash. And after that happens she starts to see some um, sort of... I don't want to spoil too much but she starts to see some kind of dead people... Who wanna finish the job, basically? Uh, yeah, she's been followed. It kind yeah. of, it, it did. I don't know if it reminded me so much of what's that called again? Final Final Destination. Destination. As much as it follows was quite yeah yeah big influence. You could see. Yes, definitely. It's it is not in the style of Final Destination at all. It no. Just, it it is a bit in the concept, but uh, if you're expecting Final Destination, then this is not it. <laughs> it yeah, it feels very old-fashioned, even even older than the 80s. It feels very 70s. I think perhaps this was made in the 70s and then released in Could early be. 80s or something. Or maybe they wanted it to be based more. Because you can see it's also very very low 70s. budget. There's no famous actors in it at all. I don't know the director. Hasn't really done anything else. I'm looking at his... It's Tom Eberhardt. Yeah. Oh, he did Night of the Comet, which is also a really good horror film, actually. I haven't seen If you have not seen it, we should see it. It's more apocalyptic. But uh, Soul Survivor, yeah. It has no famous people in it. The main actor, Anita Skinner, she was in Girlfriends, which is another indie film from the 70s, 80s that we saw. And... Oh yeah, right, now I remember that one. Yeah, that's a good movie too. Yeah, and yeah, so yeah, that's how I found it. A lot of people highly rated this and I had never heard of it, so I thought I'd pitch it. And as we are both big, 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 big horror fans, we should, we had to, I thought we should try it. And we did. And it was good. What did you think? Yeah, I thought it was, it was all right. Yeah? Yeah. It wasn't maybe as good as I hoped necessarily. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, was not the best film of the week, but uh, it was a fine yeah. flick. If you expect it to be more scary, it's not very scary. I think you more than me are. I you are more like if you want to see a horror movie, it needs to be more scary. 
scared. I like when I get really and, scared. And I don't, I don't have that necessarily. I like being scared too, but I, I'm so, I love horror movies so much that I just love them no matter what. Sometimes, you know, sometimes mm. a bit unconditionally, and that's also my flaw. Or I just love them so much that I don't care. I just want it to be uh, gory or whatever. Or a movie like this. What I really like about it is that it feels kind of cozy in a strange way. Cozy. Yeah, it's like this kind of weird old-fashioned filmmaking thing that I that I just really respond to in a sort of like oh, like oh, I'm home sort of way, you know. I have that always with these kind of movies, like with a very thick atmosphere, sort of small town America kind of situation, and these houses and these people with these clothes and these this hair and all that kind of stuff. I, Love it. Everybody's smoking all the time. <laughs> right. This film, everyone was smoking all the time. Uh, yeah. That kind of stuff. Right. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. I, I guess for me, I don't know. I, fo- I found it kind of boring sometimes. I got distracted very easily. Yeah. So it didn't really capture my attention as much as I hoped. I get that. Yeah. Um, it was a bit slow. Maybe that's why. Mm-hmm. It was a bit sleepy. Yeah, a bit sleepy. Which is also thing I liked about it, but yeah. Um, maybe because I was hoping to get more action near. For example, like I really like It Follows. That one is really intense. This one didn't really do... It didn't really even have horror-type music or anything on it. It didn't really no. give any kind of horror atmosphere except for very short moments where you would have some scenes where she was being... She would see someone, right? Mm-hmm. That yeah. was following her. And she would be like, oh... But, um, yeah, it wasn't a bad film. I'm not saying that. I think my expectations were just very different for the yeah, film. maybe. Um, I understand that. It's not... If you were expecting something also as scary as It Follows, It Follows has some real good scares. And it's kind of... Yeah, it's just a master of suspense in that, in that way. But this one also has, like, some, some scenes that are quite... Uh, like the the scene in the parking lot, I found to be quite tense, and just the scenes of the of her being basically hunted by this guy, and he's always just somewhere like in the distance looking at her, and she's mm. just freaking out because she doesn't know what to do. That kind of that feeling is really really eerie. Well, yeah. for, for I was also a bit disappointed that there was this one part that I thought was gonna be really scary, but it wasn't. Mm-hmm. Like there was this scene where she goes inside an elevator. Yeah. And the elevator buttons don't really work. And I was yeah. hoping that the elevator was going to do like a little bit of like, you know, like, oh, is it going to fall or something? But yeah. it didn't. Yeah. <laughs> it just was like stuck. Yeah. Like with the door open to the... Uh, to a guy coming at her. Yeah. Okay. That was quite intense. Mm-hmm. That it, But it like before that happened. Yeah. You know, I thought it was like planning on yeah. the elevator to do something that I was going to... That's when I was kind of getting like... <gasps> Oh, I hate that because I hate elevators. Like yeah. in movies, you usually do that. It's get a bit claustrophobic. Yeah. yeah. But then it immediately, when I started to get claustrophobic, it opened the doors. <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, damn it. Yeah. Yeah. It's This movie is good at not doing too much, I, I feel, which is uh, something that works for me. Mm-hmm. The All the... The violent stuff mostly is also in the end, I guess. So it's a lot of build-up. It's yeah, a lot that's of build-up. Yeah, 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 that's right. And it's just, it's just has a, it's so, it's sort of like, yeah, you kind of just hanging around with the characters a little bit before you get into the meat of it. I like that. You know, it's not too deep. You don't get too deep into these characters. 
that much. But there's some stuff like uh, where they're filming like some commercial or something, and you see how 80s it is. Like the director is not even in this on the set herself; she's looking at it from a screen, and it has all these like funny characters walking around on the set. I, I just I, I like that stuff, you know. It's uh, it's cozy. Oh, it's fair cozy. enough. Yeah. It was uh well you pitched it so yeah. that was uh There's also some dumb scene <laughs> where uh the neighbor girl and her friends are having a party and they're playing strip poker and some girl takes her top off completely unnecessarily for the for the movie at all <laughs> cuz like why why are they, why why do they have to play strip poker just so somebody can show their boobs <laughs> oh my god but you know that kind of stuff is kind of funny. I wonder, do mm-hmm. people actually play stick, strip poker? I've never, I've only seen it in movies. Yeah. I've never heard anybody actually play that though mm. in real life. Yeah, maybe you didn't get invited to the cool parties. <gasps> so you're telling me you've played strip poker? No, <laughs> <laughs> I didn't get invited to the cool parties either. But that doesn't Damn sound it. like a cool party. I don't know. Okay. When I was 16, I would probably have loved to do that. He was. There was also one guy with three girls. Yeah, that's I mean, true. That's true. <laughs> Yeah. But and and in that scene also the girls were more excited to get the guy naked. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. This is kind I of mean, like the yeah. was this the opposite day? <laughs> like the dude was kind of like meh behind the cards, like okay, Sneakily she got to... looking at the boobs though. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. Yeah. No, I liked it. I would recommend it. But uh don't expect anything too too creepy or scary. It's it's kind of those sort of atmospheric uh, slow burn horror mm. movies more in the vein of let's scare Jessica to death or uh, Messiah of Evil those types of movies so if you like that kind of stuff I, I would watch this that's for sure yeah or if you have a nice cozy evening and you don't want to watch mm-hmm. anything too serious but nothing too uh, heavy yeah. it's quite kind of a light horror yeah. and if you're film. a freak like me uh, who, li- who thinks it's cozy then yeah for sure this is a cozy horror movie no, that's also kind of like if you like horror films, but you don't want to be too scared. Mm-hmm. This could be a good horror film also to maybe watch alone. alone. Yeah. Like practice on that because mm-hmm. it's not too scary, but it has the atmosphere still. Yeah. 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 Maybe you like it. Take a watch on Soul S O L E Survivor. Yeah. From nineteen eighty four. Tom Eberhard. Yeah. Director of Night of the Comet. I don't know that one. It's a good film. I don't know any of these films from him, actually. Captain Ron, Without a Clue. I have not seen those, but Night of the Comet is good. All right. Well, that was our pitch episode. Thanks for listening. See you in the next one. Have a good one. Catch you on the flippity flip. Uh, am I supposed to go? Cool beans. Cool beans. See you later. Cheerio. Bye-bye. Bye bye. Bye.